into the contest. It is Wednesday the 15th of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Shane Lee. How are you, buddy? Timmy, I'm really well, mate. I was just thinking back to yesterday and you are talking about Dubbo and... I just had this feeling, mate, you got a little bit nostalgic. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's got a bit to do not only with going to the country, but all these rises in prices and the fact that lettuces are now sort of valued at about $15. Mm. And what my cost of living was when I started in country radio and what we used to do. Now, of course, you can't do any of this anymore. But I, I don't know, I think I was on about $10,000 a year. It hit some memories 2GN 30 years ago. So um, we'd be coming up to lunchtime <laughs> on a Saturday and I'd say, hit some memories 2GN, here comes a little bit of Hall and & Oates and stick around for some Elton John. And then I'd say, just by the way, duck down to the Radnor Cafe in Auburn Street, Goulburn. It's extraordinary what they do with those burgers and the milkshakes. Just amazing. Really <laughs> good stuff. News time next. Well, next thing you know, 15 minutes later, the bell would ring downstairs at the radio station. <laughs> Tim, your lunch is ready. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they, but those country little cafes and um, milk shops, they do great basic food. That's yeah, It, makes, it does make you feel nostalgic. Oh, sure. absolutely. And when you've got no money and you get it for free, oh, my goodness gracious, <laughs> it tastes even better, Shane. Oh, it's a bit like money won is twice as good as money earned. We've got a good show today. John Aloisi says World Cup qualification will provide Australian football with that much-needed boost. Absolutely, I absolutely agree with him. What about Justin Langer's shock career change? Mm. And uh, a lot of drama. Luciano Leilua leaving the West Tigers. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney's CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. So John Aloisi, quite understandably, uh, he's been involved in World Cups for Australia and and done very well. Uh, It was a huge moment, wasn't it, upon reflection, 24 hours on, Shane? It was, mate, and uh, John Aloisi said this could be the sort of the shot in the arm that uh, Australian football needs. I have heard that before, Tim. I know this is Mm. our fifth consecutive World Cup that we've made, and they've said every time, this is now soccer's going to really, really take off in this country. And it sort of has a little bit. But we've never quite got there, have we? Oh, it's sabotaged itself forever. It has yeah. sabotaged itself forever, the game in this country. Participation mm. is through the roof. We know yep. it is the world game. It's a wonderful game. I absolutely love it. But in this country, uh, for whatever reason, time after time, uh, we've got in the way of it being a success. I think the women's game is absolutely flying, and hopefully yep. this will be a tonic for them to get it right. But uh, we need the domestic game to be moving well now. Andrew Redmayne, I tell you what, he's a new pin-up boy, the grey wiggle, the goalkeeper that came on uh, to replace uh, the captain of all people and uh, save that goal. And uh, there was a lovely little moment off camera that a few people noticed. Mate, the only guy, you know, you remind me of Andrew Redmayne when he was on the line ready to save the panel and, he, and he's flaying his arms around everywhere. It reminded me of you at the bar, Timmy, just trying to get yourself another beer. But um, I tell you what, that this is a great story that uh, what he did, um, the Peruvian wicket, uh, I was going to say, we kept goalkeeper, um, had notes on his um, drink bottle and was obviously reading them and seeing what player was, would do what, which side they would go. Well, Redmayne, he 
brilliant thing when he picked his drink ball up and threw, threw it over the fence. So uh, he did did a little bit more than just save that last penalty. Brilliant. All, all's fair in love and war, Shane. Yes. Alex Demon, all good win for him. This is a really good win. He tends to like the Queen's Club, doesn't he? He does, mate. He was, he was semi-finalist last year and uh, hopefully he'll go one better this year and maybe even two better and win the competition. Um, look, he took on 211-centimetre American uh, Rolly Opelka uh, and bet him 6-4, He's never, he's never um, lost to this guy and uh, looks a really, really good start to his grass court season. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what about your old mate uh, from the academy, Justin Langer? A shock career change, huh? Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's rumours floating around that they want him to lead the West Australian Liberal Party and Langer's come out and said, well, he hasn't been approached yet. Um, I think he may look outside the game of cricket now for employment and um, he's, he's still angry, isn't he? Uh, and I noticed... You, you, you were saying that he was a he was the Churchill at, at the right time. Well, he's starting to quote the great man now, saying that in his darkest hours, uh, he's learned his greatest lessons. So, <laughs> Justin Langer, there you go, mate. But I tell you what, I would I would buy a seat in Parliament with Justin Langer when someone's having a go at him. <laughs> he would cross the floor. Get his karate skills out, it'd be hilarious. Oh, he would fire up. That reminds me of when Alan Jones was coaching Balmain and he was quoting Winston Churchill and those kinds of quotes. And one of the forwards said to the other one, he goes, who did Winston Churchill play for? And the other one goes, oh, I think he was Clive's brother. He was Clive's brother. <laughs> now, what, what about the world of golf? What a shit fight this has become. Uh, Rory McIlroy has uh, just carved up Greg Norman in a, in a pretty cheeky interview. Um, there's a divide, isn't there? There's a big uh, sort of crack straight through the game at the moment. Yeah, but and 100%, that's what it was designed to do, and it, it started. Yeah, but Rory McIlroy just grabbed a reporter, and uh, after winning his 21st PGA to a win, and he said uh, tongue-in-cheek, well, there's one more than someone else we know, and he's referring to Greg Norman, who had 20. <laughs> and is leading the LIV, and uh, yeah, he said it just gave me a lot of uh, a lot of comfort that I I passed Greg Norman in, in this regard. So, yep, uh, people are definitely taking sides now, and um, it'll just come down to Tim how long this Saudi money can last for, and whether it will continue on in the future. Because these guys are taking a big, big punt. The guys at the top are not because they're getting paid a hell of a lot of money. Uh, but how long it continues, we'll see. Yeah, and interesting to see uh, rising Australian star Minwoo Lee saying that he wants to emulate his sister Minji at the US Open. And I tell you what, if he does that, that would be remarkable because the US Golf Open, they set the golf course up to uh, the professionals to look like hacks for a few days. Or maybe not hacks, but, mm. but amateurs because they are awfully difficult tournaments to win. Stay with us. We are going to talk NRL, AFL and much more. Shane, Melbourne Demons, what do you reckon is going to happen here? Is this lid just going to blow off? Um, what, what do you think? Well, you know, one loss, it's, uh, that happens. Uh, two losses, well, okay, guys, we need to really start to focus here. Three in a row, but the way they're losing now, it's um, it's not the same team. It's, it's, it's hard to believe that a team who won 17 in a row uh, only could score 26 points in three quarters last week. And um, after, you know, they won the grand final was by 80 points um, last year. Yeah, lots of lots of problems there. I think something's got to happen. I think that the board may even step in now. And I think it, it starts at the top. There's a lot of talk around the coach, Goodwin, and the issues he has and how he's lost control of his players. So I think you'll see the board step in now and there'll be a bit of a crisis meeting. Um, 
And I think you may even see uh, Gorn, the captain, take more of a, a leadership role, even though he is the captain, mm. um, over and above Simon Goodwin. Yeah, well, the, the dramas at the restaurants, and they're, mm. they're all sort of a reflection of what's going on at a football club half the time, aren't they? Now, what about the NRL? That 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 hit by Cavusi. Now, I know he was in attack, but the way that he just monstered Sam Walker and only copped a fine, um, I, I thought that was disgraceful. It really was poor. Yeah, it, it looked really bad, didn't it? He's pretty much got off scot free, and uh, I know the Roosters wouldn't be happy with that. But yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it's not consistent, are they? The NRL. Yeah, I, I, I saw it, and I just thought there's just an obvious um, moment where someone mm. needs to be sitting on the sideline for a couple of weeks. Now, yep. Luciana Leilua uh, with West Tigers, he's left them immediately, as if they could afford to lose players or West Tigers. He's gone straight to the Cowboys. Straight to the Cowboys, and it's just another big loss. Like if you looked at that. Tigers team in the last 10 years, the amount of origin players alone and Australian players that have just walked out the gate of Leichhardt is just ridiculous. They've got to. You know, it's one thing to be able to attract good young kids to your club, but you've got to keep them. They're, they're losing big names every week. Yeah, well, you just look at guys like Tedesco, Pappenhausen, yeah. all, all West Tigers yep. um, um, juniors. It, it, it's amazing, really. Um, what about this boxing mogul, Eddie Hearn? He's tipping uh, Justice Hoonie to get beaten. He is, mate. He's saying that uh, Joe Goodwill, who, by the way, uh, has had six first-round knockouts in his career, um, but Heaney is a very, very, uh, very good boxer, very technical, uh, very strong. We saw that uh, a couple of times this year. Um, this will be a really, really good fight. And they're saying whoever wins this fight will go into sort of the top 15 in the world and then the next fight will be a huge one, probably somewhere in the US. And uh, look, a rugby union uh, tiptoes over the world of politics. David Pocock, who was, of course, an outstanding wallaby and uh, is now in politics and he's won his battle and he's in the Senate. He sure is, mate. He uh, beat Zed Sazelja uh, in the... Uh or is the second ACT uh, Senate seat. Um, that means that the ACT has no Liberal representative at all at federal level. Uh, but yeah, but Pocock comes in. Look, he, he's an interesting guy. He's decided, and we talked about this on Lunch with Lee the other week, David Pocock's decided not to marry his long-term girlfriend until everyone's allowed to marry in this country. And, um, yeah, I know he's just sort of hanging out to have a bit more time with the boys. I don't know. But he seems very, very stubborn on his politics and his views. Yeah, David Pocock in politics. Mm. Uh, well, well done to him. It's, uh, yeah. It must must be a pretty uh, difficult road to to walk um, from you know a scrum or a ruck to uh, yeah. the halls of Canberra. Now we've seen plenty of mothers um, interact at sporting fields, particularly with their kids. <laughs> Come on, Shane, Timmy, get going. Um, but what about in the NBA? Draymond Green's NBA final struggles roasted by his own mother. <laughs> Jesus, it's bad enough when you're getting absolutely ridiculed, not only in the media, but <laughs> at the venues and, and by by the opposition crowd. Yeah, Draymond Green, look, he had probably one of the best seasons of all time up to the finals uh, to get his team into the finals. And then since then, he's just really gone to water to the point where these mums come out and said he's, he's struggling, I don't want to talk about it anymore, and having a go at him. So what are you doing, son? Wake up. Um, yeah, that's just all you need. It reminds me of... Um, Mitchell Johnson and his mum having a crack at him, <laughs> and he went to water as well. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Isn't it? My my dad was uh, a fair a fair judge in that. Have a crack at me after uh, a, mm. a, a less than uh, good performance in defence, which obviously was my 
downfall in rugby league. But my mother always thought, God rest her soul, always thought I played well. Oh, you did yeah. well. You did well. Uh, interesting <laughs> to see that kind of feedback. Now, um, Stuart McGill, as we wrap it up today, mm. perception. Stuart McGill's theory on being a good fielder, Shane. What's that all about? Well, this is a bit of a genius from McGill. And we were, we were sitting around the change room one day and, um, and Michael Bevan was always regarded, particularly by the commentators, as a very, very good fielder. And we all knew within the team that Michael Bevan, whilst he could run fast, um, he didn't have very, very good hands. Um, he didn't have a very good throwing arm. And we couldn't work out why he would get so many plaudits from the the commentators around his fielding. And then McGill just said, looked us straight in the eye and he said, it's all about fast arms, boys. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you watch this next game. I'll just run with faster arms, faster arm movements, and they'll talk about how fast I've become. And sure enough, McGill chased the ball to the boundary, and Bill Lowry is saying how fast McGill, he must have been doing some sprint training in the off-season. It's all about perception, Tim. Fast arms. I like it. <laughs> fast arms. I'm going to go on a power walk today. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our wonderful sponsors. And I talk about if you love a meal and a glass in a beautiful environment. Yeah, it's one of my favourite lunch and dinner venues in Chifley Tower in Sydney, District Brasserie. Go and check it out. It's fantastic. <clears throat> and, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building. Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.